Welcome back to Alyssa Explains It All. This is a really funny episode because this is one with a guest that I love. Like, I love her. It's Mary Carey. And we recorded this so long ago that I'll be honest, I don't really even know what we talked about. I remember we had so much fun. And that's actually how I met producer Matt because he was producing her podcast, still is, I guess. And so that's how we all became friends. And I, like I said, I don't remember everything that we talked about, but I remember the conversation ending with us like inviting each other to each other's homes. <laughs> so obviously it went really well. And Mary Carey is really cool because she is like a veteran porn star. She has a lot of really cool experiences and her story and journey through life is really, really interesting. And I think is like the perfect example of someone who gets into sex entertainment, but had a completely like supportive upbringing. and. That's so it's so common. And we know that now from doing this whole series and talking to all these wonderful um, people in, in the industry. And so hearing her story, like kind of validate that again is very cool. Yeah. And I just I love chatting with her. She just cracks me up. She cracks me up. So you're going to love Mary Carey. You can check out her podcast as well. We talk a little bit about that at the end and I'll leave you to it. Enjoy. <laughs> Hi, this is Mary Carey, and I am a former politician, former adult film star, former reality TV star, and current podcast host. Oh, wait, did I say adult star? I might have forgotten that one. And former adult star. (laughs) I think I forgot the big one there. That was amazing. (laughs) You crack me up. Oh, my God. And now you're a podcast extraordinaire. And so, you know, you you do interviews all the time. So I'm glad that you came to chat with me. And I I love you. You're my favorite person. Like, whenever you comment on my Instagram, I'm always like, You'll have to come visit me in Florida with Matt. That's why he'll finally come if you come with him. So with this interview, I wanted to talk to you about your career in adult entertainment. And um, I had done this like question box a while ago asking my followers what questions they would have Mm -hmm. for people who work in the adult industry. And so that's kind of where all these questions came from. Okay. Um, So the first one is how did you get into the industry? Like what was your journey coming in? See, I got into the industry first by, I guess it was a webcamming, but like this was in uh, 1999. No, I guess it was 2000. It was 2000, which it was very new at the time. Like porn websites and everything were new. They were all pay sites. And I was in college full time and on my college dance team. And I was trying to figure out, like at this point, I'd already worked at a bagel shop, been a hostess at Chili's. I was like, what kind of job can I do that pays really good? Um, and that's minimal work, you know? And so I saw an ad and I was always looking for like little modeling type things, you know? Um, and I showed up to this job and, um, yeah, it was like, uh, it was like called the girl's house and it was like a big warehouse and they had a shower, two bedrooms, a workout room, a living room. And every 30 minutes you would switch rooms and there'd be another girl there. And I mean, I would bring my homework, um, I liked the gym, you know, as my dance team, so I could exercise. I didn't quite understand the whole masturbating thing. I remember when I went for my interview, I walked in and the lady who's the manager was like on cam and she was like naked. I never seen like a vagina like up close and she had like a piercing, like a clearing and she was like rubbing it and like dildoing. I was like, what the fuck? 
fuck is this? You know? <laughs> Wait, for your interview? You were going into interview? And well, then she was like, hold on, I'll be right there. Hold on. And I was like, oh my God. And she's like, yeah, you're young. You're cute. Yeah, you can start, you know, you know, start whenever. Well, you're, you know, let, write down the days that work for you. You can work as many days as you want. It's $200 for eight hours, which in 2000 for eight hours in college, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I remember she's like, bring your toys when you come back. And I remember I left and I really didn't have anyone I could talk to about this because I wasn't telling any of my friends and I didn't want to ask them. And I was like, I don't know what she means by toys. Like my grandmother threw away all my toys when I was 12. Like, where are my toys? I had no clue what she meant. Um, so I went back there. And I also didn't understand masturbating or anything. I was very confused. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit and chat with everyone. I I, I was like the least sexy person. <laughs> I didn't know anything, you know? Finally, about like a month into working there, they gave me a toy, a vibrator. And like, okay. they taught me how to use it. And I remember I had my first orgasm. Um, wow. and the thing is, all the other girls were very dramatic, like, ah, like shoving things. And, and me, I just like held it there and I'm like, I feel like I have to be really quiet and concentrate. So then right. after that, I really had one and they're like, well, Mary, you gotta be a little more like, you know, right. oh, but I'm supposed to really have one. They're like, no, you don't really, don't worry about really having one. Just like make it look dramatic, you know? Right. So right. I would come every time to work with my one. <laughs> These girls had like backpacks full of them. So I was there for a few months. Let's see. I And all the people working, there's one other person close to my age, but most of the women were in their 30s or early 40s, like retired strippers. Mm-hmm. And so they would all tell me you should really. And I was constantly getting in trouble at this job for like, I'd be so tired and I would like zoom in on my pussy and then like take a nap. Then I used to be able to sleep. And they're like, Mary, we know what you're up to. <laughs> like, cause we had like, yeah, so that wasn't working. Um, so then these girls were telling me I should go work in a strip club. So I did an amateur contest. And, you know, at that point I also was very into, I love to dance. You know, I was in my mm-hmm. dance team. I had done ballet and I also loved to drink. So I was like, wait, I get to drink and dance. And so I was like very into like, these routines I would do and not knowing that the guys just wanted to see you like, you know, like see you just get naked and um, you're doing a whole performance. Oh yeah. And I always wanted to dance to Britney Spears and I would like oh, yeah. try to copy the music video dances. It know? was wasted on these men. Oh. <laughs> I know I ended up working in a club and I did that for about three months and I just wanted to go on stage like every 30 minutes, not knowing because the, the real money for like, the house dancers they're called is doing lap dances, but I didn't want to do those. I just wanted to like dance. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I went on stage, you know, other girls didn't want to, I was like, I'll go, you know, every 30 minutes. And I did that for a few months. And then they had feature dancers, which is a girl who gets paid by the club. You get flown there. Um, you get paid by the club, you get your hotel, you do radio, you get your picture all over the club. And I get so mad because this girl had these like really elaborate costumes and her picture everywhere. And every weekend we had a new one, a new girl came in and I just get so jealous. Everyone paid attention to her. They forced the guys to watch her and she would make a lot of tips. So I was like, I have to do that. So I found an agent uh, that booked those girls and I contacted him. And I remember I met with him at IHOP (laughs) like in like Fort Lauderdale because he didn't have an office. Um, All he did was just like a warehouse. And he's like, okay, we got to come up with a porn name for you. And I was like, well, my stripper name is Victoria and mm-hmm. my fake ID name is Valderrama. Can I be Victoria Valderrama? <laughs> and he's like, no, I think that's too hard. He's like, what about a celebrity you look like? And let's use your real first name. And I'm like, oh, people say I look like Mariah Carey. So he's like, how about Mary oh. Carey? 
Oh, and he's like, it's cute. It's bubbly. You're bubbly. So we went with that. And then he was like, now we got to get you like some notoriety behind you so you can feature dance. But you can mm-hmm. actually start feature dancing if you've done nothing at all. You just only get like $100 a show, like a Motel right. 6 and like 250 travel. And so I, I was so excited. This time I was like, I'm still getting paid $1,000 to show up at this club and tons of tips. He set me up with the Howard Stern show. And then they really liked me. So I was doing Howard Stern a lot, which then I was able to get more money. And then he was like, if you do porn, you'll get more money. But um, in the meantime, I mailed my pictures to Playboy. Mm-hmm. And it took them months and months because this is, you know, 2001 now at this time. And you couldn't right. email. So I, like, wrote a letter and, like, attached, like, photos of me and Polaroids of me naked. So how else was I going to get the naked photos, you know, at that right, time? Right, right. mailed it to them. <laughs> and uh, they finally mm-hmm. called me. And I went out to L.A. And so then I started working for Playboy TV. I did Playboy.com. But I also started shooting porn, not realizing if you did that stuff, you couldn't be a playmate. Mm. So I'm never getting to be a playmate, but I was doing Playboy TV then. I got like this hidden camera show and I was constantly working for them. And then I started doing porn, but only girl, girl, because I was married and I just, he didn't want me to do guys. And I'm glad, I'm so glad that he didn't want me to do guys because I would have ended up just going and like, you know, I'm just glad that didn't happen to me that I did a bunch of guys on cam. But um, I eventually right, got a contract. Right. I left him, got a porn contract. And then I did my boy-girl movies and ran for governor. And, yeah, so it's a really long answer, I know. But it's just. <laughs> but you have an amazing journey. And it's also really <laughs> cool to hear the the story of how you, like, kind of started at this little, like, doing mm-hmm. the cam stuff and then moving into the club. And, like, yeah. all of that is so interesting. So <laughs> when you came to that, like, how did you find that first house where, like, all the canning was? Oh, you know, in the newspaper. In the, okay, well, I don't know if you know what those are, but, um, yeah. the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, like, in, like, the wanted ads? Not wanted ads. Classified ads, classified, yeah. Because yeah. the newspapers, I mean, it was tons and tons, like, very thick and you know, I was in the middle of like living in a suburb of Fort Lauderdale. So it's not like there's a lot of acting and modeling jobs. Even down in Miami, wasn't a lot of stuff like there is today, you know? Right. So, yeah, I just was whatever little things I could get. Like, I mean, I think at one point I started actually before that was like, it would be called lingerie modeling, but really you would just go to a sports bar and you would be given this like few outfits and you walk around to like drunk guys and ask them if they want to buy a ticket to win your outfit. It was like, right. <laughs> Really? the outfit that you were wearing at that very yeah, moment. Yeah, and then you change into a new outfit. Like, not in front of them, but, yeah, so it was funny. really – I'd be like, oh, I make 50 bucks, 100 bucks every, like, time I circle around, you know? Right, right. But I would have to give half the money to the lady in charge of the tickets. This is a weird – it was a very – I don't know if it existed anywhere else, but, like, this part of Florida. Never that's seen it anywhere else. Terrible. So, that's yeah. so bizarre. I've never heard of <laughs> it. the weirdest thing. I know that girls now will like there are websites where they'll like sell their underwear or their yeah socks, yeah so it's the entry like all of that stuff yeah um, it was that was and then from there I saw in the classified ads the girls house it said well it said like you know it was under modeling but I think mm-hmm. it said like I might have said nude I don't know I I'm not <laughs> sure I would have still went and checked it out anyway yeah um right and. Yeah, I think I just went and, you know, I wanted a, like something to like, I was just always like, I am a performer. I want to be in front of camera, in front of the camera. And it was strange because like, I never was bothered by being naked. I mean, probably mm-hmm. like vibrators, dildos, that stuff kind of bothered me a little more, but just being naked and ta- like, none of that ever bothered me. So right, it just right. didn't really, and I liked getting to like, do just hang out and get paid for me, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I like, I mean, the girls were fascinating because at that point I had never met 
you know, I had gone from like a prep school to college, was on the dance team. And then meeting these women that were in their 30s who had been in strip mm -hmm. clubs, who probably like dropped out of high school, <laughs> you know, like it was, a, you know, it was just a completely different. I, I was, I thought they were so fascinating meeting them, right? you know? Right. And from doing all of these interviews, one of the things that like that everyone has sort of pretty unanimously said was like they did all these things because they were fun and like they were enjoying them yeah and mm -hmm. so like I think there's like this this mentality that you get into this business because you like just you know I don't know you have some sob story behind it and like mm -hmm. I'm sure that there there are some people who do because they needed the money and this was the best option for them yeah. but it seems like like it's fun like it just seems like it was it's fun. also fun. I would say I definitely still probably have in a way. I mean, at that time I didn't realize it, but I've done so much like I don't know, I was always into psychology. That's probably what I would have mm -hmm. stayed in college doing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I look at it how I, I don't I, I don't think I would have gone down this path had my my grandparents had raised me. My mom was handicapped. Um right. my dad was handicapped, but I was raised by my mom's side. Uh and my grandfather, who is my father figure, died when I was 16. And my grandmother's Parkinson's got worse and I was taking care of her and kind of my mom by the time I got to college. Like I had to leave FSU where I was a dance major and transfer mm -hmm. to a college that didn't have dance. And um, I was just on the dance team, which is not the same as like doing yeah. classes and stuff. And I think I had no parental supervision or guidance. So I don't mm -hmm. think I ever, I have no brothers or sisters. I didn't have any aunts or uncles because my mom was adopted and didn't have brothers or sisters. Um, I had nobody where I, I, I guess, other than like friends from high school or my ballet teacher uh, that I felt like, oh no, like who am I answering to? I just had no, right. I had no discipline, no supervision. It was all well, like authority me. figure. Yeah. Like. yeah. And I realized yeah. it was like a whole, like, I think because I didn't have any attention at home, that I was seeking also from having done ballet and performing, I was just seeking attention in any way I could and kind of letting I had slipped away from ballet finally by like becoming wanting to have boyfriends and drinking. And I think that that I would have probably just stuck with ballet and then the drinking, yeah. not doing ballet, I needed I needed an outlet and I needed attention. So I, I mean I can see so in a, in a way, I guess it is a soft story, but I never felt like I still was having complete fun and enjoyed it yeah. and, and stuff like that too. But I, I looked at that part of my life and realized that is probably like, the two roads, you know, that 16 is where it started to veer. It was like a slow veering and then it was like gone, you know, right. from, the, <laughs> from the path I was on, you know, so, right, but, you know, right. so I guess a lot of people could say there's a soft story, but I mean, I, I don't know, but overall my experiences were always good other than being screwed over for money. The adult, yeah. like a lot of times. But I think that'd be true in any business if you're dealing with a young, naive person, you know, they're going to try to business deals are going to be like that. So I don't think that's necessarily like a porn thing or adult industry thing. But other than that, I had so much fun and I yeah. loved it, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would imagine, too, that when you're doing something that's a business where like you're the talent and mm -hmm. you're young, then like you sort of it's not something where you're like doing an assignment and handing it in yeah. and then you can sort of like gauge whether you've done too much or too little, like you, you are the, the talent. And so you show mm -hmm. up and like, if yeah. you've shown up and done your job, you could very easily be taken advantage of. And there's a lot of like, I'm sure legal mumbo jumbo that like, when yeah. you're young, especially you wouldn't necessarily. Oh no, not at way. all. But like, now, I remember, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I guess yeah. so screwed over. But now, so now you've retired from the adult industry. Kind of, you know what? It's funny from, porn i have been like hard like hey hardcore porn uh yeah. like really 2007 
but uh-huh. I still did like late. I still have done feet. I did feature dancing. Well, I stopped that in 18, but then I kind of went back and did a few bookings this last year. Cause it was something I really miss being on stage. But then I realized it's just not the same. Strip clubs are not the same anymore because of online stuff. I guess, you know, it's funny to a porn person. I'd be like, Oh, I'm not like, I'm not in the industry. Cause I, well, I'm not a porn star anymore, but right. to like other people, I guess I would still be because I do camming and OnlyFans. And mm-hmm. I was really happy when I started OnlyFans because I missed doing stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I still webcam and do OnlyFans. So I guess yeah. I'm in the industry, but not doing porn. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But what I guess people, normal people call that porn. So I guess <laughs> it's porn. You know what I mean? Right. Like civilians call it porn. <laughs> right. Right. Well, one of the questions that I was asked was how do you feel like the industry has changed from when you started to now? So like a lot of that's part of like the OnlyFans mm-hmm. and camming stuff. And do you feel like you've had to like adjust to those changes? You said even like the, the mm-hmm. clubs are a little different too. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I loved the adult industry when I got into it. I feel like the early 2000s, I, I was at the end of like, when I've talked to girls who were in the nineties, they make is yeah. that and strip clubs were even better and they, already thought was going downhill but in the early 2000s you know um well first of all it was kind of like a lot harder to like get into the movies because mm-hmm. it wasn't like as much was shot because they were shooting it on film and putting out dvds so it was higher budget so not as many were being done uh right. so not any girl who like spreads her legs could be in a movie right right you know and we had elaborate a lot of us they always have makeup artists and craft services like more than one camera a stills photographer some sets had wardrobe the bigger budget ones you know so it was just and it was a smaller industry you know it was just kind of like the porn girls like so you kind of knew everyone because not as many girls were in it it wasn't like people could just pick up a camera and say they're a porn star so right. it was it was a, a much like tighter knit community you know yeah. and I feel like that even like you know every year when you go to ABN you know the day before all the fans get there everyone gathers at the circle bar in the middle of the Venetian at the time and like hangs out and drinks it was just a, it was a very like tight knit community where everyone right. kind of knew everyone I feel like um you're kind of almost like a bigger star in a way uh so the clubs would book you and you got paid mm-hmm. more and a lot more guys came onto the clubs you know mm. and you would sell you know, a Polaroid with you for the guys. Now it's like, can I have a picture on your phone? And you know, and it's like, right, you're right. It's hard to charge more than like ten bucks for it before you could charge them twenty, twenty five right. because you know, getting something, you're signing it. Yeah, it's like a physical thing. Yeah. Um. So I think that you know, and also porn. Then so later on, porn became you know free. So the companies made less money. So from what I've heard from girls I was friends with over the years is just and directors is that you know their budgets were cut. So there was no more, a lot of sets stopped having makeup artists. There's only one camera guy who also did the stills. Uh, they were shooting a lot more though to put out stuff for the website. So more and more girls doing the business. Um, I just think, you know, and then the strip clubs, I mean, slow then as time, you know, progress even more guys could watch porn so easily and they can go on cam sites mm-hmm. and chat with girls. So then it started being sometimes a lot of the more wealthy guys or family guys who maybe would sneak out to the club. They, you know, they have a chance of getting caught. Some of them don't want to go. I mean, you know, I didn't even realize this in my twenties, but I didn't get that strip clubs were in really bad neighborhoods. I had no clue, right. you know, right. and like, like a club at the last club I did in Philly, there was a shooting like a week later after I left. So I'm like, you know, I don't think oh. I want to do this anymore. You know, yeah. 
yeah. um, outside the club, two drunk guys fighting. So I think that, you know, a lot of guys started being like, oh, I could chat with girls. And I, you know, the guys who call me on the texting site, they tell me, I'll be like, come see me at this club. They're like, yeah, I don't want to go to a strip club. It's dangerous. I don't want to spend the money on the drinks. I don't want to drive to that part of town. I'll just stay right. online. So I think um, the industry changed like that. But in mm -hmm. a way, there's, you know, there's also ways now, you know, I can like, make a lot of money not leaving my house, you know, right, between right. camming and well, camming's always been around though, you know, but I think it's maybe it's more money in it now. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's like the texting sites, only fans. So there's so many ways that you can make money without, and you don't have to rely on someone to hire you, which I think mm -hmm. is a big thing. And if you shoot your own content, you own it. You can't be put on the free sites unless you put it there and right. you're not dealing with a company giving you like this small fee for something. Right. So in a way it's, in a way it's better. And you know, I, I don't know if I was actually shooting our core porn, I, I like the old way. Yeah. But I mean, I guess you can hire it all yourself, hire a makeup artist and do all that on your own, but yeah, but I like the old way. I wish technology would like go back 20 years. Let's start over at 2000. Oh, <laughs> I'm I, serious. I mean, <laughs> what I would do to have my little flip raise. Oh, I want my T-Mobile sidekick. Yes, oh. I miss that. I I remember like all I wanted in this whole world was a <laughs> a um T-Mobile sidekick. Do you remember those? That was. Let me tell you, mine. Sometimes it would break, and I would like tape it together. But <laughs> I kept mine until two thousand. Like. I, I remember everyone was getting iPhones and stuff, yeah. and I couldn't even start an Instagram in 2012, I think it was, because I couldn't do it on my sidekick. And my friends were like, man, you got to get like, and then finally T-Mobile sent out this like notice that they're canceling the sidekicks. And I was like, are you wow. kidding me? You really have to get rid of this thing? And like, yeah, the, I, I kept it till the very last day, and then I finally got a new phone. So I, I miss it. If they brought back sidekicks right now, I would do it. Oh, I would do it too. I, I was able to like touch like, like drunk like not like like touch type on my sidekick. It was amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love that. But yeah, and, and <laughs> it was, I love that whole period of time. It seems like now for the industry and all the changes that have happened, it's almost like like there's so much that you sort of sacrifice some of the quality of what mm -hmm. you're producing now. Yeah, but there is definitely. A of like, yeah, like you're, you're creating it yourself, which is cool. And like you said, you have your own like sort of creative mm -hmm. control, and you have the intellectual property of everything that you're making, and that's yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. but but it seems like i mean there there was something so like glitzy about the way that old school mm -hmm. um porn used to be created i think like yeah. even the way, like almost like hollywood about it that's what i always thought too yeah that's what i thought of it yeah yeah and now it's mm -hmm. like you can you can just like i could sign up for only fans literally right now and that's cool too yeah there's exactly there's there's definitely i can see a lot of positives the way it is now too but it yeah. was just really fun. Like you said, going to the sets and the hair and the makeup and everything. I liked all that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like the difference is even the porn conventions back in, like I will not sign at Exotica's. I have a few and only if they paid me to be there because um, back in, uh, I remember my first AVN I signed out in 2003 and I only been doing stuff for a couple months, but the hustler booth hired me to sign there. And by being hired to sign there, they give you a makeup artist. It was $500 for four hours each day. They paid for your food, um, mm -hmm. your hotel in Vegas, your flight to Vegas, you know. And then I signed at another booth and got paid $400. So I was doing both booths. And I didn't have to charge the fans for anything. The guys would line up. The mm -hmm. company had printed up all your pictures. You'd sign it, take a photo with the fans. Girls would get 
dressed. I mean, everyone was trying to get these really nice, like classy designer outfits together. No, like, you know, stripper wear. Everyone was trying to look right. really nice. And, you know, like I said, you got paid. The fans just got everything. And it was like promotion for the companies and the girls. It was really nice. And then as time went on, I guess it was probably more like around 2010 or 11 that I got to like the first exotic I went to. Uh, I found a booth that was paying me, but mm -hmm. I mean, I talked to other friends and because there wasn't many companies paying at, at that point, the girls had to like charge a fan for a photo, charge a fan for an autograph, charge for yeah. this. And as time went on, I did an exotica in 2017, the last one I did. And I was in shock. I'm still wearing like a, a nice dress and heels. And I'm seeing like this girl who probably no one had ever heard of. She was offering for the $10 photo, like a lap dance. And she was in pasties and a thong. Wow. And, like, and it was like, because these days, because the girls aren't getting a fee. So because the girls are relying off of, um, especially if you're not like a really big name, you're selling a picture, an autograph for like 20 bucks, let's say, you know, and there's like a hundred girls to choose from a lot of guys, especially the guys who don't know porn stars. And they, let's say they only have enough to buy photos with like two girls. They're going to pick mm -hmm. the one that's in the least clothes usually. So right. that is just not my thing. And so, I mean, I got paid to be at that one, but then they asked me to do one, I guess it was last year, but it was just to they'll pay for my, and some of the girls, they don't even get the, like the booth and the plane ticket in the hotel for free. They have to pay for that and go there. And so they're going to pay for that for me. But I was just like, I'm not like, I'm just not going to like do that. So yeah. it wasn't worth yeah. it. And I'm not a good hustler like that. You know, I feel right. bad charging the guys for every little thing. So yeah. that's definitely a difference. The porn conventions, in my opinion, have gone downhill. Probably better for, for a guy in a way. Well, nothing's for free, but they're seeing a lot more going on for their money. Right, right, you right. Know? It almost like it feels like a pretty direct comparison between like the way that you can be a runway model and you mm -hmm. can be an influencer or like an Instagram. True. Model. Yeah. And, like all of the newer, not all of, but a chunk of the newer like girls working in the porn industry feel like the Instagram model mm -hmm. and you are the runway model, uh -oh. like the OG, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, because you did it, you did it the way that like the industry yeah. was built, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's funny. I talk about that with girls who are like from a long time ago, like me and they all agree. I think on that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but... totally. Totally. <laughs> so the question was, how often do you work now? Um, let's see work. Uh, well, I guess, okay, so every, if I, pretty much if I'm awake and like, like right now I turned it off, but um, if I'm awake and not like in a workout class or with, yeah. uh, in church or something or in the car, yeah. I will answer uh, the website I do called Sex Panther, which is where guys can Ooh. text and call and video chat you. I love that site because, you know, if I want to just like sit around and watch TV, I can do that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I'm getting a call. And then like right. I pause it and I like, you don't have makeup on. I just like start talking to them, show my boobs. Um, yeah. I can text all the time. So that I'm pretty much always doing from like the second I wake up, I turn that on. Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess that's pretty much every day. Like I don't ever take a break from it. Mm -hmm. Like even to the point I was waiting, <laughs> my mom was in a doctor's appointment and I was in the waiting room and a guy wanted to video chat. And I found that huh. it was like down the hall, like in this, you know, medical building, like a private bathroom. So I just went in there and like locked the door and did like a video <laughs> chat, you know? Um, so, That's so funny. Yeah. So um, I'm pretty much always doing that and always texting. Uh, Only fans, I kind of, you know, I, I check those messages. A lot of the guys are on like Sex Panther and OnlyFans, but I will 
I check those around twice a day. Mm-hmm. You know, every day put stuff up on there, you know, and yeah, send stuff out. I yeah. shoot stuff, not as much as I should be right now. I haven't been shooting as much stuff, but that was usually I would shoot like one or two little things once a week. But not I haven't I've been slacking on that. Um and then camming, it depends on that too. Like uh I'll do like an hour or two, a couple of days a week, uh, unless there's a contest. Mm-hmm. Camming I don't like as much because you have to like for me, I feel like I have to sit and put makeup on and you're kind of like sitting there waiting for guys. Yeah. So I don't like that as much, but I still do it because it's a good way to get people to the other sites. And it's still like if there's a contest, it's very good money, you know, like right, you can right, work 25 right. hours and make $4,000, you know, which I'll complain oh. about. To be, I'm like, oh, my God, I've worked so hard today. Like, and then I'll be like, I can't believe it. And then I'm like, oh, like I look at like. I just have roofers here working on my roof. I'm like, no, that's hard work. Right. I just think to me, to me, camming since I was 21, though, is the hardest work because yeah. nothing else I did, I would have to say, featuring never felt like work to me, especially I flew so much. I had my first class tickets. My hotel was like Hilton quality or better. Right. Um, you're doing radio. You got to hang out all day. And I go yeah. to the club. A lot of times I was just like drinking going and dancing on stage. Like it didn't feel like having my own dressing room <laughs> didn't feel like right. work. Uh, shooting movies always felt like fun. Reality TV felt everything felt like fun to me. So yeah, webcamming to me is like it feels like um this equivalent of probably like being a roofer. That's how right. it feels to me. That's the you know, work, in July in Florida in the hot sun. <laughs> that's how camming feels. <laughs> Well, it feels like that's like the grunt work. That's like what takes the time and the energy yeah. and like getting Requires ready. makeup, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That's mm-hmm. so funny. I love that. And so you said <laughs> you said when you first started and you were at that girl's house, they said they told you that like it didn't have to be like nothing that you were doing had to be real. You just had to be good enough at faking yeah, it. Yeah, yes, exactly. And so one of the questions I have is how much of what you do in porn is fake? Like mm-hmm. specifically, I think they're asking about like if the orgasms are real. Yeah, but I almost think that 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 doesn't matter as much. I think like as long as you're having fun. Yeah, but- I would say I never in any of my like girl girl or boy girl movies. I don't think I ever had a real orgasm. Actually, no, oh, I wow. didn't. But I um, but I always had a lot of fun and enjoyed it. And in right. fact, if I did the boy girl scenes, I didn't do a lot of them. I think I did like twelve or thirteen. I would always feel like, but I was a lot of times I'd work with the same few guys. I was very picky with who I worked with and stuff. Um, I would always like, oh, I'm in love. Every time I have sex with anyone, I'm always like, I'm in love. You know, that's like, <laughs> yeah, it's one of my problems. <laughs> I'm also a love addict. It sounds crazy, but it goes hand in hand with like, like my issues in life. But um, right, right. But I would say I always had fun and enjoyed it. Like, I can't really think of, I can't think of a single boy girl scene where I didn't enjoy it. I always had mm-hmm. fun and liked it. Um, and a couple of times I drank on porn sets, and it's funny the couple. Like there's two movies right before I did Celebrity Rehab where I had gotten really drunk. And mm-hmm. those are my worst scenes, actually. You know, it wasn't like I had a couple glasses of wine. It was like I right. drank like a bottle of vodka. <laughs> but I always had fun, though. I wasn't drinking because I couldn't. I wasn't drinking like, oh, I can't deal with myself doing porn. I was like, I already having so much fun. If I add some alcohol, it'd be more fun, you know? What I hated about the girl-girl scenes was if they had long nails I like I remember stopping girls finger me because one time after a scene I went to my gynecologist and I had like bacterial infection, yeast infection, yeah, infection sure. all from the nails. Um, and I didn't like back in the early 2000s glass toys came out, right? Mm-hmm. They looked like a glass pipe that you'd smoke weed from. And 
Uh, it was just like nothing pleasurable about having like this like glass. I mean, definitely men invented this dildo because yeah. a woman, no woman, especially, I don't even know, maybe they were made just for porn, but like no woman out there is like going to go the twice, you know, oh, I really want to stick glass inside of me, you know, or Pyrex, right? right? So they that was, exist. I hate it. Really? Like they're they're yes. the worst. And there are glass like anal plugs too. And I'm like, but what if something happens and you just have yes. glass in your ass? I don't know. It's like. I mean, I feel like for the butt plug, it might, if it's thick, maybe it wouldn't be as bad. I don't know, but I hated it. Like, I would hate, like, I remember doing girl-girl scenes, and they would have the glass toy, and just yeah. being like, okay, this part's only a few minutes. I got to get through it, you know? Yeah, and just, yeah, like, yeah. so I didn't like that part of it, you know? But I loved being on the set with the girls and the kissing. It was fun. But yeah. orgasm-wise, for me, at that point, none were real. Now, when I do stuff, like, on cam or, like, only fans and stuff like that it'll be real because it's like me with my vibrator you know right it's right, not right, always right. real not every time it's like some like you know one of every five maybe one of every right. ten but i don't want people not to go so one that ever you know every single one all of them all um, of them are real um, you know what? <laughs> they maybe aren't always real but with you they would be so there there you go there you there go, you <laughs> So you were married for a little while. So you've had like some experience dating while you were in the industry also. Mm-hmm. Has that been pretty much the whole time, pretty things? much the whole time. Cause I'm a, like I said, I'm a love act. I'm a relationship addict. Mm-hmm. I like to be mm-hmm. in relationships. I'm really yeah. horrible at being single, like mm. to the point of staying in unhealthy relationships, staying in bad relationships. To right. like being a, and I, that stems from having like my p- grandparents dying, like feeling I don't be alone in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I got married to him when I was 20, but I don't even know. Uh-huh. I mean, we were legally married, but I don't, I don't, it wasn't like we are we setting out to be married. He was in the uh, military, the US military station in Germany. I met him when he was home on leave uh, oh, wow. for a week. And so the only way an American can go on the military base internationally. Like, they don't like girlfriends. It has to be uh, oh. a wife's. So he came home a month later, and his uncle was a justice of the peace. So all we had to do was go to the courthouse and get the marriage license. His uncle, his family was not, they didn't think it was, like, they thought it was crazy that we only knew each other a week. A month later, we're getting married, you know? Right, right. So he, like, he was like, fine, I'll sign it. And then I went over to Germany for a week. I remember, like, I, like, I withdrew from college. I was like, I'm going to transfer over to the military base. And I started selling things off. My friends were like, you might not like it there. And sure enough, I was there for a week. I'm like, nope. No. Oh my God, I'm, I'm re-enrolling back here. I, you know, right, um, right. I do not want to live in Germany. I visited him one more time for a week. You know, maybe now older, I would like and embrace the adventure. But at the time, being 20, I was just, I feel like I was just so stereotypical American. Like, like thinking everyone should speak English. And the only thing I really cared about that was I could drink legally. So, and a champagne was cheap. Right. I, I would love to like go back and experience that whole, like everything again, you know, and then he came home and then he was just, if it wasn't for him, I don't think I ever would have become Mary Carey feature dancing or uh, gone out to LA. Cause he really was super supportive of it. I mean, he Aww. would like, he would get Mary Carey security shirts made, made wear them to all my bookings. He helped me come up with my costumes. And he was just very into like, for my feature show, we went to like a magic shop and he got this like little explosive that a certain part of the song, he could like hit this button, a little explosion would go off Ooh. and like, yeah, my pyrotechnics. 
that's so cute. He's setting it all up so for you. So sweet. And yeah. And then um, he just didn't want me to do guys on camera. He would go to my girl, girl sets, hang out with me, drive me all over LA. I mean, did everything for me. But then I just started caring more about, I, you know, porn companies. Like if you do boy, girl, you'll get a contract. You'll be a big name. You'll get more money. And I cared more about that than the situation. Like I realized that so that kind of split us up because I wanted to be bigger. And so right. I left him because of that. And um, right. but I realized he was a really good guy. He took care of my grandma. Like I would love to like tell him. I mean, I feel bad. You know, I really broke his heart. He was a really yeah. good guy. Um, but and then the next then I was in a really bad like relationship after that for a year and a half. And that guy stole like forty thousand dollars. No, well, forty thousand that I from a bank account. Probably oh like God. fifty thousand in tips. Put me in a bad loan. All this stuff, and it was physically abusive to me towards the end. Because when we first got together, I was like taking a break from movies, and then mm -hmm. um, six months later, I signed another porn contract, and I did a movie with him. But then, like, it was like every other month, I shot a movie. It was like one movie every other month, six movie mm -hmm. contract. You know, for really good money and promotions, and but I had to have sex with another guy every other month. And so he's, as time progressed, which makes sense, you know, uh, he would get more and more upset and have animosity towards me. And he would like get drunk. And like, uh, when I would shoot, cause he didn't really drink, you know, he was like a mm -hmm. ex like Purdue, like college basketball player who got injured. You know, he wasn't a, he was an athlete, not a drinker. And he, uh, would get violent with me and abusive. And then I finally, and I started cheating on me. And so I, cause he would say, you're cheating on me. I'm like, no, mine's like a job on camera. Right. I'm like, and that's the thing I always viewed, like, I always felt like I was doing, like, a movie, like, an acting movie, like, no different than a, a celebrity, you know, like, a mainstream celebrity, but right. mainstream actor. But, yeah, so that was bad. And then um, and then I got married again. Then I had other relationships, but nothing long. And then I got married again in 2009. And that one, I knew him for about seven weeks. We got married in Las Vegas. Not smart either. Mm -hmm. But he was another really good guy. But when, yeah. when I, the time I was with him, I wasn't shooting any porn. Mm -hmm. uh, fewer, he didn't care the feature dancing. Well, it's funny. At first, the guys, when I tell him about feature dancing, not my first husband because he was around for it, um, but like any other guy after that, they're kind of like, they think I'm lying. They're like, no, I don't give lap dances. I just go on stage. I mean, yeah. you can choose to do lap dances. I just didn't. You go on stage and I do autographs afterwards and I have this and I fly here and they pay for my... And then like guys see it and they're like, oh, this is like, like nothing, you know? And, yeah, right, right. And so he was okay with that. He even eventually didn't mind when I did Cinemax movies or like nude modeling and stuff, but mm -hmm. he didn't want me to do guys. But at that point I wasn't doing porn anymore. So it didn't bother him. Um, but then my next, my next boyfriend after that, he was 10 years younger than me. We mm -hmm. were together a year and a half. Um, so 2016 to like almost 2018, you know, end of 17. And, uh, he like when he met me, we met in rehab. So they tell you not to like date someone in rehab, but he was so cute. Mm -hmm. And when I went into the rehab, I kind of went to it like, okay, I'm at least like $60,000 a month luxury rehab that I got to go to for really like cheap. And I was just like leaving. I, I had left the other husband because I don't even remember why I wanted to leave him. I don't know. Things were just bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just wasn't good. Um, I realize now he's a really good guy and he was right about a lot of things. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, you know, I didn't like it. And so then I met this guy and he, at first, it's when I knew I was a porn star. Like I think told all his friends, thought it was cool. Thought it was mm -hmm. cool that I was like, you know, had notoriety, but then as time goes on, they never, and that's the kind of thing too. A lot of guys think it's so fun. Like, Oh mm -hmm. my God, I'm dang Mary Carrie. And then, Oh, like my friends can see you naked. My friends can see this. Like, oh right. my God, my family doesn't approve of that. What's going to happen down the line if we have kids, you know? And then that sometimes happens. And so he got to like, I don't want you feature dancing. 
you gotta stop being Mary Carrie. And I was actually willing to do it. I'm like, well, if we get married, I uh, engaged even, I will. But he's like, you have to quit mm-hmm. everything first. And so I didn't, you know. Yeah, that's a journey. That's yeah. a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like um, they were sort of accepting at first and mm-hmm. then <laughs> accepting, but like expecting something to change, which is annoying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's, you know, that's true of probably a lot of, a lot of relationships, you know, people, 100%. you know, like my neighbor in LA, <laughs> neighbor my neighbor Dave, Dave um, <laughs> he would always tell girls, like, I never want to get married. I never want to have kids, mm-hmm. but like, and he really didn't want to live with the, anyone either. And he was mm-hmm. with this woman for seven years. And like, he always would tell her this, like, but eventually she broke up with him because he refused to move in with her. But right. he's like, well, I told you that over from the beginning, but I think people right. think they can change you. So right. people probably, you know, would meet me and, oh, she's going to do all this differently, you know? Right. But, right. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. At least if you don't find somebody who is, you know, perfect, you've had a really amazing career and I know you want to have yeah. kids someday. Oh, well, no, now I'm married. So you are? Wait, yeah. I know that. What? I don't know. I haven't gotten. A, I, yeah. I thought I saw a ring, and then I was like, "Yeah." Unfortunately, I only have on my engagement ring and not my wedding band because through all these different IVF process last year and a half, mm. I gained twenty five pounds in a year. Oh um, wow! Yeah, it's been pretty rough, and I can't wear. I can't fit in my ring because, uh, and actually, I was probably like five, ten pounds thinner when I got the ring. We had to like yeah. actually send it off to make the other ones smaller, and they can't. Yeah, so I can't fit. Can't fit in any of my rings actually. I can't find a lot of my clothes. Um, yeah, no, I am. Yeah, I met him right when I broke up with the um. Well, when when I stopped being Mary Carey for the guy who was ten years younger than me. Yeah, and then I met him, and yeah, and it was funny because I went from someone ten years younger to fourteen years older. Uh-huh. It's quite a difference, but I don't feel like he has a big age difference. And it's funny, I really, it's funny because he's a doctor. Um, oh. mm-hmm. Yeah, ER, but he's super, and he was a chef before he was a doctor, so it's like. So it's so perfect. Nice. So I can't cook at all. Although he says, I, he says I take the joy out of cooking for him because I'm always like, um, like, make me this. I'm so hungry. I want this. Can you make this now? Make this, yeah. you know? And I'm not even going to attempt to make anything because it's like not very good compared well, to his. Yeah, for what? If his, if he's there? Yeah, it's I so good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't cook for a chef. Exactly. It's horrible. On its own. Yeah. Even like the few things I would make, like macaroni and cheese, and one day he made it. It was a hundred times better. So now I don't oh, want to eat mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. He's you, but it's okay. Yeah. No, he, you know, and it's great because he knows how to, he's like, yeah, he's, it's so funny. So he's my third husband. And all three of them are Sagittarius. Isn't that weird? There's a lot of qualities about them that are very similar, I realize, you know? That's nice. You guys figured it out. I mean, that's what you look for. You look for people who can communicate Mm -hmm. and, you know, work with you. Yeah. That's really nice. I'm so happy for you. That's so lovely. Thank you. (laughs) How does being part of the adult industry, if it has at all, affect your, like, mental and emotional health? I actually don't think the adult industry has affected my emotional or mental health. It's funny because my drinking, a lot of people mm-hmm. when they saw me on celebrity rehab or whatever would think I must have drank a lot. Oh, she's drinking heavily because she's a porn. She feels better. When they would see me drinking heavily, I think would think that. And it's not true at all. Like um painting the adult industry, like I think, well, when I got into working in strip clubs, I was already like drinking and partying, like going out to club nightclubs. So the drinking was already happening. 
I mean, I was also yeah. in college, so I didn't know it was abnormal. I realize yeah. now that my drinking was not normal college level drinking, uh, which is true of most alcoholics. And then, um, yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't think like I, the drinking would have been an issue much worse. I think I would have actually like been dead had I not like, had I not gone to LA and like become Mary Carrie and featured and had this outlet to be like, like you know, doing stuff and performing and being an entertainer, I think I would have died. Like, I don't think, well, okay. Yeah. If, if like dealing with like the whole grandparents dying and stuff, that's what really triggered the alcoholism is that right. not the industry, you know? Um, so I, yeah. And then mental health wise, no, I think that I would be just as crazy, uh, whether <laughs> again, probably 10 times worse. Uh, I think 10 to, I think a lot of my problems would have been here, but worse, uh, yeah. if I even lived, I think I would have been a hundred percent more depressed and I just think I was on a really bad path here in Florida. If it wasn't for like my first husband and becoming Mary Carrie, I think things would have been really bad. Um, I mean, sometimes there is like, there definitely would be sometimes a little sadness for me over. I do worry about like a friend of mine was a reality star and the rock of love days and playboy. And it was just telling me a couple weeks ago, their son found her like, uh, it's like called a, what is it like a bench warmer trading card, sexy mm. bikini picture, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was like, he's seven or eight. And was like crying, like, mommy, why'd you do this? Like, because he found the card and he like Googled like Megan bench warmer card. And, you know, so she's like, oh my God, he's going to, he's so hurt by that. And she's like, I thought I had more time. And so I do worry about when I have kids and it's more, I mean, I definitely, you know, when I first moved to Florida, I'm in a very uh, like conservative area and, um, or well, people pretend to be, con right. <laughs> I'm conservative to the public, but in the bedroom, I'm like having gangbangs and orgies. Right. So, right. I, but like I'm a mom of six, but you know, Florida, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to judge you, you know, and it's very conservative, very wealthy, like, you know, it's very doctor lawyer type neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I definitely think there is like some judgment towards me by, mm -hmm. you know, at first when I went to this work at my yoga studio, I was like, Oh, I don't want, you know, I'm going to be really normal but then it's like I don't want to be normal and I'm like I don't I don't know and not that I go like I just was like trying to hide anything about me but then I forgot like I followed them on Instagram and then they're like the mayor of who's the mayor of our city now he's the mayor of the county he like saw me at the UC and messaged me so like there definitely there's some judgment from people but there's people who don't judge me like my neighbor who's like my closest friend she mm -hmm. You know, and I told her about stuff, you know, she's like, hey, as long as you don't hurt my children ever, I don't care what you've done in the past, you know? And, right, right. You know, I know those people are going to judge me. I do worry about when I have, like, you know, when I have a kid, hopefully, or two, mm -hmm. that they don't suffer because of stuff. But other than that, and so I worry about that, and I don't like what other, but, you know, other than that, it doesn't, I, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy. Like, overall, Mary Carrie makes me happy. Good. So many things make me happy about it. It's all the light. I think I feel like I got to do like things. I don't know, like the people I met, the traveling, the it just everything. I think was I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really change other than save my money more, not have gotten drunk so much that I missed. I missed a lot of opportunities too. Mm -hmm. But like the opportunities I had, I'm grateful for. I wish I could have done a little bit better job. And mm -hmm. but other than that, like I wouldn't get rid of any of it. I love that. And it's like a <laughs> perfect way to rest <laughs> yeah it's okay. the truth though <laughs> i love that i love that okay so you can use this time to like 
plug. Go to my podcast so you can listen to Alyssa, who is actually our most listened to episode. Um, and it's, oh, I almost called the old name. There's something about Mary Carey. And it's available on Apple and iTunes and Spotify and iHeartRadio. And I don't know if there's more or not, actually. But <laughs> there could be more it's on. But as far as I know, it's on those. Uh, <laughs> you can go to my OnlyFans, which is backslash Real Mary Carey, which is also my Instagram and Twitter. And you can text me, call me, or video chat with me at textmarycarey.com. Love it. <laughs> Thank you. That was so fun. so much for listening as a reminder we are always accepting questions about sex ed about relationships life advice we will accept it all we would love to hear from you so send us an email to alissa explains it all pod at gmail.com <laughs> <laughs>